0: Welcome to VoiceOver Work, an audiobook sampler. Where do you listen? Today is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. Today's episode is taken from the book Low, The Seven Ways You Can Deal with Depression by Cyrus Brown. This book offers a comprehensive guide to dealing with depression and it provides practical advice on how to cope with the symptoms of depression. If you're struggling with depression, or if you know someone who is, this book is a great resource. It offers hope and guidance, and it can help you to start on the path to recovery. Specifically, this episode deals with how to use meditation to lessen the effects of depression. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it, Eckhart Tolle. Depression continues to be a major health concern for older adults, making them more socially isolated and unable to retain their cognitive function. Several treatments have been tried and tested to alleviate its symptoms, from psychotherapy to antidepressants, Most medical frontline treatments are taken in reaction to a depressive episode. However, there is reason to believe that it can be proactively reduced in the long term by engaging in regular meditation. The goal of such meditation is to alter the way your brain reacts to stress and anxiety, which can help you overcome depression more effectively. In order for this to work, you'll have to use your mind and willpower as your primary weapons against depression. To do so, You will have to train, or rather, trick your mind to be able to not respond negatively to any circumstances that may trigger depression. This can be achieved by mindfulness practices, such as guided breathing, to realign your body with your mind and brighten your mood. Let's start with how your brain reacts to depression, particularly with its major triggers, like experiences of stress and self-doubt. Scientists believe that people dealing with depression have a hyperactive medial prefrontal cortex, MPFC, a region of the brain that is largely known as the me center. This is because the MPFC is where your mind processes the information about yourself, your goals, your dreams, and your concerns about past events and what to expect in the future. As most depression comes from situations where you question your earlier decisions or decisions regarding your future, your MPFC goes into overdrive, which we normally consider to be overthinking. Aside from the MPFC, the amygdala is also a region of the brain linked to depression. Known as the fear center, the amygdala is responsible for the fight-or-flight response and it triggers the release of cortisol from the adrenal glands in order to respond to any threats. Both the MPFC and the amygdala work off each other to trigger depression, as the former instantly reacts to stress and anxiety, while the latter responds to any dangers that you may be foreseeing. What meditation does is train the brain for sustained focus and uses that focus to fight off any kind of negative thoughts, emotions, or physical sensations. It allows you to act with clarity upon perceiving any of the triggers of depression and also helps to break the connection between the me-center and the fear-center. With sustained practice of meditation, you'll be in a better position to ignore any negativity brought about by stress and anxiety and will notice a drop in your stress levels immediately. Meditation also helps to protect the hippocampus, an area of the brain that's involved in memory. A study has shown that people suffering from chronic depression tend to have a smaller hippocampus region, which creates problems such as loss of the ability to create new memories. Moreover, a damaged or shrinking hippocampus can even lead to Alzheimer's disease. On the other hand, the study observed an increase in the volume of gray matter in the hippocampus among people who meditate for 30 minutes a day regularly, thus improving their memory retention. What meditation actually does Many may think that meditation pushes stress aside and blocks out negativity. In truth, meditation actually helps you to notice these negative thoughts and makes sure that you understand that you don't have to act upon them. It helps you to exert your own control over the negativity that is aiming to trigger depression It can be easily accomplished by simple mindfulness practices. This could include closing your eyes and repeating a word or phrase that you find reassuring and calming, inhaling, exhaling, and counting your breaths, or counting to a number, allowing your heart rate to gradually slow down. Performing breathing exercises and mindfulness practices helps you to stay a reasonable distance away from the negativity. This provides you with enough time to understand your negative thoughts or emotions and consider a more appropriate course of action to address them. Meditation and breathing exercises can also help you deal with anxiety. For instance, you could be stressed about going to a doctor's appointment or on a first date. This is where you'll find yourself with a fast heart rate, cold and clammy hands, and a sweaty forehead. But meditating for a few moments before such an engagement can help your brain and body to properly deal with the stress response and remain calm. Because of the complex nature of depression, you can be led towards dark thoughts while in a depressive state. By constantly and regularly practicing meditation, not only will you truly feel those negative emotions, but you'll also reach a point where you will accept your depression for what it is. More often than not, the thought of meditation to combat something like depression may be met with skepticism. It may sound as if someone is telling you to smile more or think positively whenever you feel down. Now, that doesn't mean that meditation will completely erase all the symptoms of depression, but it can make you more adept at managing them. For one thing, it will change your response to all the negative thoughts of being hopeless, worthless, or angry at yourself or the way things are going for you. At the onset, meditation can actually increase your awareness of such thoughts and experiences, which may make it sound like a counterproductive practice. However, meditation actually helps you to be attentive to those thoughts and feelings without becoming too harsh or critical of yourself. It teaches you the truth. Things will not always go your way, and the way you respond to them will either make you or break you. You'll learn not to ignore or push away these thoughts and feelings. Only by accepting them can we let them go and move on. This practice of acceptance helps to disrupt the hold negativity has over us without being too judgmental of ourselves. For instance, think about your position in life as it is and look for the moments that make your life worth living. You feel the happiness and love from your friends and loved ones and are more accepting of your life. That is, until you entertain the notion that maybe you don't deserve to have such a good life. Instead of letting that thought overwhelm you with sadness, you can start meditating. Then you'll be able to acknowledge that it's just one possibility out of many. There are more possibilities that are actually in your favor. Instead of perceiving yourself as undeserving or worthless, you can let this thought pass through your awareness by meditating and letting it float by like a leaf floating down the river. The more you poke and prod at the leaf with a stick, the likelier it is to sink. Using this method, you'll learn to stay present in the moment. This will help you notice the warning signs of a possible depressive episode before it arrives. This way, you can learn how to effectively manage your depression and how to easily pay attention to your emotions. The next time you find yourself experiencing increased irritability and unease because of a shift in thought patterns, you could simply focus on meditation and self-care in order to keep things on a positive note. A depressive episode may manifest itself in ways such as loss of interest in your favorite activities, loss of focus, loss of appetite or other telltale signs of depression that we have reviewed previously. Furthermore, recent research has shown that mindfulness-based cognitive therapy can help with lowering the chances of going into depression, particularly if it is a chronic depression. This therapy is a variation of psychotherapy that includes mindfulness meditation practices that can help to reduce the effects and symptoms of depression once you incorporate them into your regular life. Much like long-term medication, meditative practices need to be continued on a daily basis to provide the best results for your mental health. Think of it as exercise for your mind that fights off the depressive tendencies and thoughts. Incorporating meditative practices into your daily routine is not that difficult, despite it appearing to be a bit odd in the beginning. Thinking of meditation may bring images of deeply meditating monks, However, meditation is actually not that complicated. In most cases, learning proper meditation starts off with sitting down and getting comfortable. Then again, meditation can also be performed while standing up or lying down, as long as you find the position comfortable and unburdening. Keeping your eyes closed is also helpful, as it keeps external distractions at bay. Next, take deep, slow breaths through your nose. As you do, pay close attention to your breathing, including how it feels to inhale and exhale, as well as the sound of your breaths. It is completely normal for your thoughts to wander away from your breath. However, you must catch yourself and bring your focus right back to your breathing. Paying attention to how your breaths feel and sound helps us to remember exactly what we're focusing on. From your breaths start to shift your attention to the other parts of your body. Think of this as a body scan, where you focus on different parts of the body and shift your attention all over to find out if there's any stress or pressure on them. Most people like to begin with their feet and move up, while others start with their hands or head and move towards the rest of the body in sequence. The goal here is to focus your awareness on your body as you move from one part to the next, while continuing to breathe in and out. With each of your deep breaths, you can note how each part of your body feels simply by thinking about it. For instance, if you start with your feet, focus on if there's any pain or tension in your toes, heels, soles, or ankles. Assuming that you do notice something problematic, such as an ache or tension, you can start a visualization exercise to help curb this sensation. This works by imagining your breaths being directed to the part of the body that's in pain. These breaths will have a relaxing and soothing effect on that body part as you picture those tight muscles loosening. You can imagine in your mind's eye how that pain is gradually decreasing with each of your breaths focusing on that body part or parts. You begin to feel comfortable with your bodily sensations. This will help you become attuned to the changes as they come up. Once you complete your body scan from head to toe, you can bring your focus back solely to your breathing. Take as much time as you need to become comfortable and relaxed. The body scan will help you identify the areas of tension. Master this, and you will be able to relieve them. The next stage involves dealing with any unwanted or unpleasant thoughts and emotions that may arise as you continue to breathe. It's time to acknowledge their existence, albeit briefly, and then turn your attention back to your breathing. Remember that your attention will wander from your breathing, no matter if you are a newbie at meditation or been practicing for many years. Nevertheless, as long as you can bring your focus back to your breathing and meditation, you'll be able to create a better awareness and more compassion for yourself. The body scan described above is one of many ways with which you can meditate. There are no right or wrong methods. You may find certain methods to be effective for you, but they may not be as effective for someone else. The results can be mixed, and therefore, it never hurts to seek out help by taking a class or having a meditation coach. There are many guided meditations available online that are both free and paid, You can also add your own creative spin to meditation so long as it keeps you internally satisfied there are some habits that you can incorporate to make you better at your meditation techniques for instance practice at the same time regularly and start small before gradually increasing no amount of time is too small even five minutes a day at a suitable time can work wonders then As you find yourself becoming more focused, increase your time to 10 minutes, and then 15 minutes, and so on. And there's no limit to where you can do it, so long as you're in a comfortable position. It could be in the shower, where you perform a body scan every morning, sitting down at your workstation before you start, and get attuned to your surroundings, or even before going to bed each night. The key here is to try out various scenarios before you find your sweet spot for meditation. And this way, you're likely to stick with it. Another crucial element to meditation is developing and using your own mantra. You may think this sounds corny, but it's actually a very effective tool to keep your thoughts from straying away into unwanted and unpleasant territory. And let's not forget that your thoughts will wander no matter how hard you try. But with a mantra, you can refocus your thoughts. The mantra could be a simple word or phrase that you can repeat during your meditative exercise, and it's something that you're both comfortable with and confident about. It could be a humming sound to help you breathe more clearly, or a phrase that helps you feel calm. It could be something that you remember affectionately or has a deeper meaning for you. Examples of these could be, I am calm. I am free. It's all good all will be well, and so on. You also don't have to be boxed within four walls to effectively meditate. Though the goal is to minimize outside influence, going out for a walk in the park or sitting outside on a bench can actually provide much-needed stimulation for your meditation, not to mention a fresh supply of oxygen for you to breathe in. This might be the case if you don't feel like being cooped up inside and would rather be outdoors among nature. This is actually because nature can provide a completely serene environment, such as fresh air and soothing sounds, that can help you calm your mind and also help your overall health. You can also add some intense activity, such as running or exercising, particularly if you're an active person. Doing some interval training or jumping jacks will allow you to keep your arms, legs, and other active body parts in a repetitive motion. Don't forget that meditation requires a lot of practice, effort, and time. If you go into this believing that you need to feel a huge difference instantly, then you may need to reconsider the whole idea behind meditation. Alternatively, you should start by noticing small and gradual improvements over time as you focus on meditation, taking things one at a time. A lot of research monitors the impact of meditation over many weeks, or even months, as it is a regular practice that needs to be continued on a daily basis. This is important if you wish to see a gradual and significant reduction in your levels of depression. It doesn't mean that you won't feel any improvements after first starting this practice. Focus on the positive changes that become apparent, such as an improvement in your overall mood or your focus at work and on other tasks. Also keep in mind that meditation is only one of many approaches to help reduce depression. But nothing can truly cure you of depression. Most therapists will recommend meditation as part of larger treatment, depending on the intensity and frequency of your depressive episodes. Keep in mind that it has its limits. This is especially true when dealing with a major depressive episode. A nervous breakdown may indicate underlying depression or anxiety. As was mentioned earlier, Meditation often brings you face-to-face with your negative thoughts, but these could also be too overwhelming for meditation alone to handle. Under those circumstances, it's recommended to seek immediate counseling from a mental health professional, especially if you notice a significant decrease in your quality of life, as well as a struggle to manage your daily responsibilities. Furthermore, you may experience pain, fatigue, loss of appetite, and worse still, you may be lashing out at others and contemplating self-harm or even suicide. And though meditation may help you try to escape these thoughts, you should not rely wholly on it, especially if these thoughts become chronic. This has been Low, The Seven Ways You Can Deal With Depression, written by Cyrus Brown, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2021 by Cyrus Brown. Production copyright by Cyrus Brown. Amazon.com has more information regarding the author and this book. Show notes and further information can be found at russelericnewton.com, With a collection of trivia, research, news stories, and knowledge from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been The Voice Overwork Work Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.